This is Charles Haley. You're listening to nothing but Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff, quits to his right, gets to the 20. He's on the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the right side. Niners crew is back, and we're here to bring you guys a fun-filled show called The Placement Program. Now, let me tell you guys about the placement program when I was in school, okay? When I was in school, you had to take these aptitude tests, and that was part of the placement program. Depending on how well you did in these tests, you went to the end of the school with the larks. I, that's what they were called. That was, like, the official term. I don't know if I'm being offensive. If I am, I'm not trying to be, because that's what it was with the larks. Or you were in the gifted and talented program, or you were in the standard education program or whatever so uh that's what the placement program was and i promise you we are not questioning anybody's intelligence today on today's program brian what's going on with you man how you doing bro it's been a busy day we got a fire that broke out south of us and another one that's further south that's huge and i'll talk about that in a little bit but uh other than that we're all right <laughs> all right all it's right coming so for this time of year the um the fire now it's not how close is that to you the one that just popped up today is about, uh, I'll say five miles as a crow flies. Five miles. Is that is that bad? Like well, I that's mean, that's pretty close when you consider I live in the middle of the a forest, you know. <laughs> right. Well, that's kind of what I'm wondering is because, but like, here, I know you're me. out there. So and, not the one that's by my house, but the other one, right? It's yeah. Huge. And it's it's just tearing things up right now. It's. And just to give you an idea, I'm going to give you, I looked up some stats so I could talk about this uh, better. <laughs> okay. More intelligently. So I went and looked up the, what, how many acres are in a square mile, right? Okay. And the city of San Francisco is like 49 square miles. You can put three San Francisco's in the city of Philadelphia. And yes. the fire is almost three times the city of Philadelphia. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> 
my god. I'm not just laughing. To, just Sorry, to give you an like, idea. That's that's not that's not good at all. Right. Oh my god. That's nuts, man. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. So oof. Well, prayers up to everybody and anyone in those areas. And it sounds like a fire that size can probably spread pretty rapidly too. Right. We've so been having we, air tankers go by with retardant all day and helicopters doing water drops and all kinds of stuff. So it's crazy out there. You know, thoughts out to all the first responders that are out there having to deal with that and the families that are affected and getting their animals out of the way and those kind of things. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Now I know that Wayne has been trying to jump in. My phone was going crazy and I didn't know why uh, I look up and it's like, I need the code. What's the code? Mike, I need the code. I need the code. And he's probably like pissed off now. I don't know what happened. So I'll see if Wayne is going to jump in here. But um, I have I have something that happened on Twitter today. And we can discuss it now since it's a regular show. All Let's right. Save it for tonight. Huh? Save this stuff on Twitter for this evening. You sure? Yeah. This is a fun one, man. I, I, I get to speak a little more freely and uh, it's up to you. I mean, inappropriate comments. That's your that's you go digging for all that stuff. So you want to bring it? Let's do it. Yeah, because you know we try to we try to discuss the latest news concerning the team, and there honestly there isn't much that's going on right now. Uh, so we're stuck with kind of just keeping our eyes on our socials and and seeing what's happening, seeing what's going on out there. You know, um, have you seen or heard anything today as far as the 49ers are concerned? Um, not recently, and I haven't heard anything about you either. Yeah, yeah, no. I uh, I kept my nose clean today. I did not post any lists today, so no one is uh getting on me. No one is saying how crazy I am or anything like that. Um, but I did see a picture, and I feel like we we kind of have to discuss it, man. Um, and I think you know what picture I'm talking about. So I'm gonna post it in here. And uh, I was I was really trying to see if Wayne was still going to jump in. I don't know. He's, if he's down there. He's just not in here yet. Oh, he, oh, there he, he is down there. Yep. You ready, bro? I don't know if he's ready though. He's glitchy. Wayne, you ready? There he is. You good, bro? Yeah, I'm good, man. All right, hey, my bad, bro. When you said you were gonna drop in later, I figured that meant like halfway through the show later. Yeah, that don't mean Mike shouldn't check his damn cell phone, <laughs> bro. He he's absolutely right. It happens every single time, too, man. So I I apologize, man. It's not my fault. I mean, it's not Wayne's fault that he's late, guys. It's my fault. <laughs> my bad. So listen, man. There's not a lot that's going on on Twitter. We have to discuss this. We got we got at least. All right. I'm just going to post it. Let's react. Ready? One, two, three. What about it? Oh, we my saw this goodness. Yesterday. I didn't see it yesterday. Oh. Not me. I, talked, I saw it today. I thought we talked about it yesterday at, on the Midnight Show. No, we didn't. What did we say? Because people were making fun, saying it was like a sports bra and stuff. And I was like, On the show last night? I don't remember seeing it. I don't remember commenting maybe not. on it. Maybe, so, we had, maybe it was a brief conversation afterwards. I don't know. They told me, oh, uh, I'm going to probably lose sponsorship on it right here. But they was like, yo, Mike, you can't see your quarterback out there looking like a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious to me. Now, listen, guys, this is all just tracking equipment, right? Um, I don't know why this was such a big deal, but let me tell you, the the bigots really came out of the wordworks on that thread. Did they you sure enough did. read some of the comments on there? Bro, like, I'm still going, my bad. I'm still arguing 
with people not arguing but like i feel like people are missing my point on the whole situation which is which is usually you know normal but like people are like oh you're ignorant it's a heart device tracking thing i don't give a what it is i'm telling you what it looked like and at Mm -hmm. the end of the day people that don't know what that is (laughs) is going to say that it looks like a sports bra if a female was wearing that you would say it's a sports bra before you would say it's a tracking device before you learn that it's a tracking device so when a male wears it it's still a sports bra until you find out that it's a tracking device like at the end of the day like it's still a sports bra it looks like one right like i was cool with him wearing it with the shirt and then his boy and, and the top wearing it with the shirt that's cool then when you take the shirt off it looked like a sports bra so like, is he not supposed to work out topless Working out topless and wearing a sports bra is two different things. No, no, yeah, no, but no, that's, no. That doesn't give yeah. any support, so it's not a sports bra. It's like saying, you know, like you a jean, saying, saying that a... Uh, you don't know if it doesn't give support. Like, well, you can see it. It's loose. Yes, it's not supporting can. anything. <laughs> I didn't know that like Wayne was one of them. This is great. I didn't know Wayne was one of them. This is awesome. We got one right here. This is great. This is why you do it now, Brian. This is exactly it. So Wayne, so listen, if he if he was if he was out there and didn't have to wear the monitoring system, he would be topless. He would be out there without a shirt on. But he has right. to wear this because the team is monitoring heart God, rate. You, you're you're, rate you're missing my point. Why is everybody missing my not, fucking point? I'm not like, missing your point. Then, then, then why point. are you correcting what I'm saying? I didn't I, correct you. I was just telling, saying something. But you don't have to explain to me what it is. Like, I get what I, it is. I didn't is. explain what it is either. You just did. You just told me he was wearing a monitor around his no, around his chest. That's, that's not what I said to you. I is said, what you said? I said if he was out there without a shirt on, it's the same thing, essentially. I didn't tell you about the monitoring system. I didn't mention that yet. You just I'm did. Saying, no, we see all the time quarterbacks and NFL players work out without shirts on. And I'm saying that this is equivalent to that because he didn't have a shirt on, just the monitoring system. I, I don't. I, I guess that's what I'm saying. It's just okay. the shape of it. I, that's the. That's all I'm saying. I guess. Well, it used to be just a band that people wore, but I'm assuming because they are out there getting sweaty, they needed something to go over the shoulders in order to keep the band from falling down. Mm-hmm. It so used make, to look like this little then, Power Ranger morph. Then, then you like end up Then make the shirt longer. Make the joint go all the way down. They make compression shirts just like that. So why make it look like a sports bra? That's the controversy. (laughs) My point is this. A lot of people look at it and think it looks like a sports bra because it's a half half shirt. It's like it's it's a a halter top. Yeah, crop top. Crop top, right? And so you can't be mad at people for feeling that way. I don't feel that way. I don't care what he's wearing. I'm just specifically speaking for the people that are scared to speak up because this is what they see. Now, all the smart motherfuckers want to come out and say, hey, it's a sports monitor. Okay, that's fine. But it still doesn't look like an initial sports monitor until you learn it. I I would venture to guess you're going to see a lot more of it too now. And that's fine because (laughs) now that we blew it up, and now all of a sudden I saw a Gronkin one from last season. And then there's athletes and another one that I ain't never, never seen those pictures in my life, Brian and Mike. Yeah. But all, but all of a sudden now 
it's the thing. It's the cool thing. Now it's the trend. I get it's it. Like, it's like when you run across a picture of, or a, a video of Jimmy doing the hip twist, the Dak Prescott ah, hip twist. Ah, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I just feel like people are misinterpreting where I'm coming from. All I'm saying is the initial look of from the picture before you under before we learn about the actual thing, right? It looks like a crop top. So That's let me ask like. you a question. I'm listening. So, but for both of you. So what did you do when you initially saw the picture? What was your first thought? So, so this is why I made the show today. So when I first saw it, I like, what the hell is he wearing? And so I did, I zoomed in on it and then I could see the words on it. It said something like stats or stats. something. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't remember what exactly what it says now, but I definitely zoomed in. I'm like, wait, cause he looked like first, I'll be honest with you. It was on there. It says the rook. And I was like, is this a volleyball team thing that's happening? And then like, I was like, oh shit, that's Trey. And then I was like, what is he? And then I zoomed in and I read it. And then if you go back and you look at like the other pictures with him and Ayuk and all, it's the same thing. He just had it on over the shirt before. So this is whatever monitoring device that he is choosing to wear. But I I realized it quickly, like all within 30 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like I I saw it all within 30 seconds and realized everything right away. But Mm -hmm. when you first, first see it, I'm like, wait, what am I looking at? It really like this bottom right picture. It looks like a server on a volleyball, a women's volleyball team. Like, I'm not trying to be funny at all. That's what it looked like. The only know. reason I asked what you guys did or said is because as soon as I saw it and I zoomed in to see, because I did the same thing. I was like, what does it say on that thing? And it said stats, whatever it says. And I went and looked yeah. that up because I was like, I want to know what that is. Right. Yeah. So I didn't make like, I feel like the people you might be talking to, Wayne, are people who jumped to conclusions or made judgments based on just what it looked like well, rather than doing the research to figure out what the heck it was. Yeah, but 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 not, okay. Not everybody, Brian, is going to do research. There's people out there that do I research. I understand. And so you <laughs> got to go. We're going off of what it looks like. Like, I've, I feel like the people that look at it initially says it looks like, like, if they're double checking to have to go and see, oh, let me say what it say on the shirt. It could have said titties for sale for all I care. <laughs> all I'm saying is it looks like a crop top to many people, except for those that know what it is so if you know what it is kudos and then thank you for sharing the is. love a crop top is that <laughs> i would i don't know the difference usually a crop, a crop top, top would be top. what you would see uh zeke in zeke wears like a crop top he wore that I, to the, see that's to the, what i'm saying i thought that was a cut off right above the belly, the belly shirt or whatever yeah. yeah this was this is look it just looks like it's worse. so so like i get why people are saying that but i feel the thing that bothered me, and, and I don't know, Miss Debbie, this has nothing to do with you. This is a Twitter thing. And I, this has nothing to do with what you you think. You're not one of the MFers. I'm talking about the people that called a person homophobic homophobic for saying that, that it looks like a, a, a sports bra. Like, I don't, I don't think you should call a person homophobic because it looks like a sports bra. Like, th- you didn't say that. Somebody said that, though. Oh, so no. There what, were people saying a lot of stuff. So, like, people were getting offended that people didn't get it. But right. they, they, were, they were really nasty people out there about, oh, this right. is why I want Jimmy to start. I don't right. want this guy out there representing the 49ers. Right. Got really bad. Like, that's that's what I was coming in here to laugh and make fun of. The bigots out there. That's right. what I came in here to that's, laugh. Not people confused about what he was wearing. Because once they figured it out, like you said, we uh, Brain, it, it wasn't a big deal. But it was a, it, I saw so much hate it's, from, it's from this picture. Like, this fan base is crazy. Right. There was a lot of people who were like, 
San Francisco is the perfect city for that kid. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm talking. Like this yeah. fan base is nuts. It yeah. is really crazy. I, I told you, um, Cali. I told you the fan base is weird. <clears throat> like, like I had to literally pull myself away from Twitter for hours. I had to go vent to some 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 of my Twitter family in private just so that I could just see if I'm doing something wrong. Like y'all, my confidants out there, and then they and and so now, so I pulled myself away because I felt myself slipping, falling, and not being able to get. Like I thought I was gonna really like go old school breezy, like on cats, like real talk, like real talk, like get a plane ticket, show up, like handle it like some gentlemen's, like like real talk. Hey, so <laughs> I I wanted to do this because of the laugh, and I don't I don't get that upset about stuff, right? It's and not, it's, what made me upset, Mike, was that you were calling people homophobic. Like, don't like just. Oh say no, that. there were there were homophobic people in the comments. <laughs> there were absolutely homophobic people in the comments. All you, right, yeah. That's what that's what we just got done talking about. Pe people saying this is exactly why I want Jimmy in there. He bangs porn stars. Like, oh, what, what are they talking okay. about? You okay. get what I'm, like, that's what I came in here to make fun of. Was those people that were acting that way? That's what I came in here to All poke right, a little cool. fun with. You know what I'm saying? Not not the sincerely people confused or questioning the shape of it and does it have to look like not, that? That's a fashion sense. That's right. I don't have that. Y'all just said halter top, and I'm like, damn. I mean, crop top, whatever top y'all said it was. It's that, all the I, same. I don't have a fashion sense, so that's different. I don't know any of that stuff. But the people who were really out there, like upset at what he was wearing, and started going after his sexuality and stuff like that. It was. It was crazy. A porn star got mentioned because of that picture. Do you understand what I'm saying now when I say the homophobic tweets? I got like you. That, that's what that's what I was talking about. That's what that's what I came here to have fun with. So that that's all it was. And you know, people tried to clear it up right away and let everybody know what it was. And it, the picture got taken way too serious on both sides. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like so, then the people who knew what it was started insulting the people who didn't know what it was. And then it became, like it, it was a, it was a lot of stuff, but. I enjoyed the, the little Twitter back and forth on it. And yeah, you can see on the picture, uh, I am a day late. It says it was posted on the 12th. Uh, but again, I just I just saw it for whatever reason. I guess, yeah, I guess because maybe we were on by the time it really made its way to my, uh, to yeah, my timeline. 11, we were probably on live. And then I didn't go to sleep until, what time was it, babe? Three, four? So it was, I wasn't looking at Twitter like that, so... I apologize. Didn't want to get you guys blood pressures or anything like that up. We're going to woo side. We're going to rub the pressure points. Okay. And we're going to go keep on trucking through this show today, man, because we've actually got some stuff to discuss. Now, let me go through here. I'm going to start posting some comments and I want to ask you guys. So now that everybody's in here, Breezy, how you doing, my man? What's going on with you? I'm doing good, man. I just got back from a live show. Um, this is the summer concert series, man. And we luckily didn't get rained out, but it did start raining after we were done. So I'm going to be doing that probably for the rest of the summer. But it felt good to be playing for the people again and watching. You know what made my night? Watching little kids trance and dancing into the music, man. Like, it just made me feel like the generation is going to continue to get better because music, you know, it just does everything for the bodies. Healing for the soul, you know. So it was good. It was a good night, uh, especially with all that other stuff going on. I just had to leave Twitter alone for a while, yo. I, I, I had to. Yeah, there, there comes a time where you just got to take a break from Twitter. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's 
it, it is what it is. But, you know, uh, it's good for people who know how to walk away. I will tell you that. If you don't know how to walk away, if you keep itching, like, let me tell you. I saw somebody expose themselves on Twitter yesterday, maybe the day before, and I didn't say anything, but they were talking about how useless the mute and the block features are on Twitter. Mm. They said that I can still see some <laughs> of the stuff of what, damn, Wayne got at me in the comments over here. <laughs> I, I, thought that's what, I thought that's what you saw. I thought <laughs> well, at least you'll get that message, right, Wayne? Obviously, he, he got the paper, in, bro. I thought I thought that's what he saw because he hit me right away. The moment I posted that, I got the text. <laughs> I'm just now seeing it. That is crazy. He really was trying to get on the damn show, <laughs> and that's that's what took me so long to come in because I'm like, why am I hearing my brothers? Like, what am I hearing in the background? And Ooh. I was watching y'all <laughs> on the, on oh. the other. I am so sorry, bro. I am so sorry. Uh, but yeah, so I saw this individual talking about how uh, the block and the mute feature are the most pointless features on Twitter. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, because I've done it. I did it once and I learned my lesson. After you block and or mute somebody, if you click on their page or profile, it tells you you have this person blocked or you have this person muted. Are you sure you want to see these tweets? Once oh, you wow. click yes, you have to unblock and block them again. So that person was telling on themselves that not only did they block somebody, they went back to check their timeline to see what they were saying. So you can't be angry at somebody. You're only hurting yourself. You oh. only are psyching out yourself when you do stuff like that. And so I saw that tweet and I was like, oh, man, that was funny as hell. Like, I'm, I'm looking because I, I did it, too. I did it, too. That's how I know what happens when you block somebody and when you and you get back on there. So. Uh, you know, you like you, this is all came from you saying, you know, you got to know when to step away. Sometimes you got to put the phone down and some people just don't know how to do that. And I'm happy to say that I am now in a position where I don't worry about that stuff at all. Like, I don't let Twitter or Twitter people bother me. Uh, I don't know. My wife is sitting right here. She can hear me. I don't think I ever tell her this person on Twitter said whatever. I probably used to be like that maybe two years ago, maybe maybe two years ago. But now. It's it's all on an app. It's all one big circle of entertainment, and that's where it stays for me. So uh, I haven't since I think the last time I took Twitter series, I was trying to get at somebody like in real life in person, and then uh, Scott had to reel me in. It was like Mike, like this doesn't look good for the brand. You got to stop. And you guys really? know Scott. Oh yeah, somebody uh, called me a, a Uncle Tom because my wife was white, and and this is somebody that I helped build a a, a page and promote and all that stuff. Like I was I was doing it for this kid. And uh, I, I, he said something about Colin Kaepernick, and I disagreed with it, and that was the end of it. That oh, it, it was that was it. After that, it was Mike was the enemy, and he's a sellout, and he's an Uncle Tom. And I was like, Yo, bro, I'll smack the shit out of you in real life. Like I will be in California. Watch your mouth. That's like that, I'm not. I'm don't talk about my family. I'm not one of those people. I like to have fun. I like to joke. You know what I'm saying? It, and it took a while for me to get over that. I was. You can say I was in my feelings. I don't care. I was there. That's fine with me. But I was really upset about the comments because it had nothing to do with what we were talking about. You want to talk about my wife, my my mixed kids? Like, what? Really? Like, okay, I'll be out there. These are the games I'm going to. Run into me in the parking lot. You know, like it was. I, I'm not. I'm not I don't. I don't do a lot of talking and everything. But since then, I put the phone down. 
I don't care about it that much. Like, there's nothing anybody out there can say anymore to get me upset. Even if someone were to say something about my wife and kids, I would feel like they saw me say it here. They know that's what my trigger is, and they're just trying. And once I know you're trying, it doesn't it doesn't hold its weight anymore. You know what I'm saying? No, so. Most you need a spin yeah, off so. from yesterday, Mike. Hmm? Why so serious? Yes. Why so serious? <laughs> uh, all right. So we're gonna use uh we're gonna use the rest of our time here, guys, to get to the meat and potatoes of today's show. I know everyone is sitting here like, what the heck do they mean by the placement program? So, Brian, I'm gonna give you the floor here to try to explain what the purpose of today's show was gonna be. All right. Well, I'm gonna preface this with something that Mike said yesterday. Or if you got a chance to watch the Midnight Show, uh, I think it was yesterday. But he said, we have very well earned the moniker, the 40 Winers. And I'm going to say that for my two cents, I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say that that is untrue. We have faithful and we have the hateful. Okay? If people aren't faithful, they're hateful. But today we're going to talk about this guy because this show is for those guys that, and gals out there that want to hate on the man sitting behind me. Okay? So I'm gonna, I went and did a lot of research, and I went and talked about and looked at every team. And we're going to discuss where you can send Jimmy and when you can send him there so that you guys know. Because I know that most of you won't go out and do the research. So I have done it. It's not 100%. Obviously, anything can happen in the NFL. But I'll give you the numbers that I can find. A lot of it is cap-driven. Um, and some of it is just, you know, not a right fit because, you know, you got, you know, Russell Wilson as your quarterback. He's not going to Seattle. But, you know, just to give you a tidbit. So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Um, I don't know how exactly you want me to start or go over this or if you guys want to chat before we get started with it. I got you, bro. Uh, I just wanted to uh, continue to click on all the comments here. We're going to try to make sure that everyone's comments get put up on the show at some point. Uh, we might not be able to get to them all uh, really quick here. Uh, Tony is sleeping and Nick is working. Uh, both of those guys have hectic schedules, guys, and they are still very much a part of nothing but Niners, including Breezy. If I'm not mistaken, it's like the third time we've seen Breezy in a month and a half. Like, my man is getting after it out there. It's been, it's been a while. I think yeah. it's three times in a month and a half, bro. Always you're, got you're, gigs. Yeah, my man. And we thought we were, you were going to be on later, you know, but our guys here, they can tell you, Breezy can tell you, it's an open door. We never say he can't come on this show. We have never, ever said anything like that. Uh, the link you posted in the chat or – you know, Breezy has a login, so he just jumps in and says, I need the code, and that's where I mess up. That's that's the code thing. So, uh, you know, but this is an open floor. We haven't sent, you know, told anyone they can't come in here or anything like that. That's not what we're doing. So I, I don't like want you guys to think that at all. This is the crucial thing, man. From maybe a couple of years back, I, I guess I got it. I think I got off the NFL shop.com for the 49ers. I'll tell you what, there's a lot. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I'm going to say it anyway. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> bootleg websites with really nice hats on them like <laughs> no, I'm, I'm if i cannot wait until i can fit a hat i might this might not ever happen no you just gotta get a, you're gonna have to hat. cut off your dreads for that man. why don't you just get a size nine or Bro, ten you know a website that sells them that big oh i thought they do something they sell them at nine this was where this what do you need one? this is the biggest hat i own no this is an eight hold on you need a nine Damn, this is an eight. Maybe maybe the eight is the biggest, and I cannot. You need a nine. I think they make nines. You just got to go on the you site. <laughs> yeah, and this one's got the metal thing on it. I shouldn't be trying to do that with that or, one. Or what you should be wearing is the snapbacks. 
Oh, could I get my like hair between the? You put your hair in, but yeah, bro, I gotta teach you how to style too. Damn. I don't know. I, I, I'm bro, to I don't know what top you, we're talking about. You think I know about hats, man? I just, I just go. Yeah, you man, know, you gotta get the snapbacks, like, man. People are like, "Where do you get your hair wraps from?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And so I have a million different of these things that hold my hair back, bro. That's I look up neck gaiters, and that's what I'm doing this with. I'm not. I don't have hair wraps and all that. I don't. I don't know sugar honey iced tea, bro. So anyway, I'm sorry. You got to hook me up, man. You know, you be my stylist or something. You can help me out. I got you, bro. um, The purpose of today's show is this, right? So a lot of people feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter. And if you don't agree, you are a hater. You are a Jimmy G hater. And I hope Jimmy G goes somewhere and wins a freaking Super Bowl. So there's a lot of passion behind this Jimmy Garoppolo guy. And God forbid you say that you want – you know, Trey to come in when he's ready. Oh, well, you just want the team to hurry up and lose. Or there's the opposite side where Trey needs to start day one and you're crazy if you don't think so. Well, what is that? Where does that leave us with Jimmy? And so today what we're going to do is we're going to try to find out where exactly we can place Jimmy Garoppolo in the NFL. It's easy to say we should get a trade pick for him. We need to get a second or a first. But how does that happen? What team needs him? What team can afford him if we're going to trade him? Because trading means you're taking on that contract. And so that's what today's exercise is going to be all about. Uh, Brian is sitting over there. He's got all the chips in his in his pile. Wayne, our job is simple today. We're going to listen and react. It, it, it's that simple. So, all right, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. We're going to ask some questions. We're going to – and so, well – We'll just we'll just go with it. We're right, gonna and I'll give you all the answers I can give you. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, and we'll, and we'll do a little bit of a dialogue, and we'll pull we'll pull up uh, different team rosters and stuff like that when we need to. And you know that's what the show is going to be. We're going to have some fun for the next thirty to forty minutes. Okay. Okay. All right. So where can we place Jimmy Garoppolo? All right. So I got to put my old man glasses on because I got to read stuff here. Oh. When so, you do this, I, I know some of the research that you did, and I, I made it a point for you to not tell me everything. Right. Let's start. Let me let me let's start with this. Okay. okay? Now this this exercise is going to be based off of a trade. Is that correct? It could be. Yeah. All right. So there, then, yeah. Go ahead. Do we have to agree on the compensation for Jimmy Garoppolo? So that I did not. I looked for places that he could go. People who have the cap space for them, people teams that have a need for a starter or a tier one backup quarterback, however you want to look at it. Um, I looked specifically at those two things, and I looked specifically um, at say Trey wins in in training camp. Who can we trade him to before the season starts? Who can we trade him to by the deadline? And who are candidates for a 2022 trade? Okay, all right, I understand. Okay, so let's just say here. That if we're looking for a trade, let's talk right now. What is fair compensation for Jimmy Garoppolo, guys? Let's try, let's see if we can come up with an agreement amongst the three of us. I I would say a, a second round pick. Same thing what we got him for. I have it listed as a two and a four. A two and a four. And a four. Yep. And I was thinking a third. I know that we got him for a second, but since then he's been on the sideline yep. more than on the field. Yeah, he's also got let me let me preface that with he has a successful season this year if he plays, right? If we're trying to trade him before the season starts, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I mean, in, I mean right now we'll get I'm into sorry. that, but you got like if somebody's trading for Jimmy before the season actually starts, they have a definite need for a quarterback. There's not that many teams when you look at the NFL right now who need 
a quarterback or that Jimmy would necessarily be an upgrade over who they currently have on the roster. Yeah. So when I said my third, I should have, I should have explained, I mean, right now, like as if like between now and week one, assuming that there's no injuries right now, I would say a third. That was where I was. Now I hear you with the second and the fourth. Wayne, you said a second, what we got for him. Is that yeah. still your thinking under the guise of him being traded right now? Yeah. I feel like he can be traded for a second right now. Um, Meaning that he, people know healthy and he can get your team to a Super Bowl. I mean, I think he's proven that, like, right? And so um, there's things that he does very well. And if he, if there's a team that's looking for a quarterback that can take them to to that place, I think, Jimmy, you can get you can get a second. I think you can get a second for him right now. Okay. So let me give you guys some quick numbers real quick. So we need to preface this whole thing with the fact that Jimmy, this season, 2021, has a no-trade clause. So that can screw up any deal that gets put in place, depending on what Jimmy wants to do, right? Yeah, he gets to pick the team he wants, yep. Basically right. So his cap hit for this year is going to be 24.98, basically $25 million for the receiving team. That doesn't mean we're still going to be on the hook for 2.8 or whatever it is left over. Um, there's only two teams right now that can afford to do that as a straight across the board we're not swapping players we're just they're taking on jimmy's contract and those two teams are jacksonville and denver we know he's not going to jacksonville so denver is really the only one that can trade straight up right now now if you're looking at mid-season if you're going to do by the trade deadline say um jimmy's doing well but we want you know trey's ready to take over then there are um several teams that can afford to bring on the, his cap because we'll just cut it in half, right? So it's 12 and a half million at the, at the trade deadline roughly. And so teams that could afford, this is no player swap. This is just a, this is just straight trade across the board, taking on his remaining salary, uh, Carolina, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Detroit, Indianapolis, the jets and Washington. And those now are the that's only. all based off of just financial, just the financial team. part of it. Yeah. Okay. So what know. were those teams again? It was Carolina, uh huh, Cincy, mm -hmm. Cleveland, Detroit, Indy, the Jets, Washington. Okay, so um, and depending on the situation with Rodgers. If he retires, they would open up enough money that they could bring in Jimmy midseason, unless they were willing to do some sort of. That's not, I'm not taking into consideration doing any player negotiation or or restructuring of contracts. That's just what's on the books right now. And when I say what's on the books right now, if you look at cap space, if you go to over the cap or any other places that have the cap on there, what they don't have is the guys that we haven't signed. Like for us, we think we have 27 million dollars, 17 million dollars, right? But we don't because I meant 17, not 27, um, because we haven't signed three of our players yet. So right. those numbers that I gave you or those teams are after I went and did calculations of after they've signed, because there's a lot of teams who haven't signed their rookie class. Right. So you're giving them the real. Right. The projected real, cap space. Yeah. After signing all of their uh, um, rookies and all. Right. So those are the real numbers. Now, here's the thing. Of all those teams you named, are they really fit? How are they doing at the midpoint of the season? Because 
that no trade clause, that's where it's going to come in here. Does yep. Jimmy want to go to a team that at the midway point of the season, I remember we're at 17 games here, so I don't know if they're going to move the trade deadline now or not up a week. I don't know how that's going to work, but you know that it's right around Halloween. All right. So mm-hmm. how is that going to work? Now, these teams are out here and they're they're sitting here with just three or four wins. Is Jimmy going to want to go there at all? Right. Well, I didn't take that part into consideration because I could not find a single article that actually said something from Jimmy about teams that he would like to go to because oh, no, that, that situation doesn't... never came up. That doesn't exist. He's never right. been asked about going. So we don't know else. where he wants to go. We have right. we can speculate. I'm just I went through and found where he could go. Okay. And so if you want right. to talk about just just the the four teams that I mentioned that would be before the season, right? All right, so let's start there. So, so before the, the season starts, right? Those four teams are what? Who is it? What is happening? Uh, you started. I, I let Nick in, and oh. he needed him because it was feedback. Oh, okay. That's okay. All right. I guess I should have known that was Nick. All right. So I'll just I'm going to go through these in alphabetical order oh, by city, right. basically. So we'll start All with right. Den- we have Denver, right? And so I broke these each down into three categories their cap situation, the need for players, and then trade if necessary. If they had to, like, if they didn't have the, uh, in the Green Bay situation, when I get there, we'll talk about players that could be traded to help balance out the salary that they would take on by taking Jimmy's salary. Does that make sense? Okay. I'm with you. I got you loud and clear. We'll start with Denver. So I think, this is just me, but I think that Jimmy would be an immediate upgrade over Locke in that system. So okay. I see I see there's a need for Jimmy in in Denver. Who is Denver's offensive coordinator right now? I don't know off the top of my head. All right. So let me let me pull that up unless Wayne has that information over there. But I'm gonna pull that up and see if he's a fit in the system. Pat uh, Shermer. Pat Shermer. All right, so Pat Shermer. He used to coach the Giants. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. I mean, all right, so he, kind of Eli Manning ish. Okay, so they're going to be a run first type of team, which is what. Yeah, I think Jimmy needs that, right? Well, so he seems, I, seems to have benefited from it here. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a fit. I think that's a fit. Uh, okay, all right. On the, on the books right now, Denver has, or after they sign, because they still have to sign. Uh, a second round pick and two third round picks, but they will have 25.4 million. So that's enough to take on Jimmy's contract. So they have the need and they have the space available. However, if they wanted to make it easier on themselves um, financially, there are three players that could open up space from their roster. Is first Von Miller being, one of them? First being Von Miller, which would open that's, up 18 million dollars. 18? So, yep. Got it. So basically we would swap out and we would only open up, like if we were to swap players, obviously, then then we're only opening up six million dollars. But we're getting Von Miller. So I mean take yeah. it. Or uh cornerback Callahan, he'll open up seven point one, and then uh wide receiver Sutton, two point one. So it's not a lot, but it would be a little bit of flexibility to get somebody off their books that has future salary for Denver. Sutton's um, contract is that close to Jimmy's? It's only a two million dollar difference. No, it, his contract's only two point. Like his, he's only oh, getting I one. open up 
two. No, 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 no. Okay. It only opens up two point one million dollars on for them, but they already have twenty five, so they would be able to take on Jimmy's. And then if they got if if uh, if Sutton was part of that trade, then they would still have like five million dollars on the books or something like that. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. So can we can we discuss that as a group here, guys? Can we can we talk about Denver potentially being a fit? Uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo, do we think that's a, a reality? Well, do you want me to uh, run through all four of these teams first? Oh, you want okay, you want to go through them all? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I think it'd be easier to have that conversation once this part's done. Okay. Um, so the next team is Green Bay, but it's dependent on Aaron Rodgers deciding he's going to retire or sit out this season. Okay. So if in fact he sits out, I think that given their offense or given their head coach, um, it would be a fit because it definitely, I think, would be an upgrade over Jordan Love. Uh, if he retires or doesn't play this year, they would open up uh, $20 million. So that's not enough to sign Jimmy straight up, right? And they only have 4.1 on the books right now. So if Rogers in there, that's $24 million. You're, you're cutting it too close. There's too many things that have to happen, right? So they're going to have to trade somebody. And so – they have – I did uh, three players for them also. Number one, wide receiver Adams opens up $13.1 million. Cornerback Alexander, 2.1. Tight end Lewis, 2.3. Okay, any questions on that okay. one? All right. No, they don't have a lot of options there. They're a little strapped. But, again, all this is all dependent on Aaron Rodgers because of the familiarity with that system. This right. would be, in my opinion, the perfect fit for him. Now – let me, I don't know if you have an answer for this, but if Aaron Rodgers were to sit out as opposed to retire, what does that do for their 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 finances? Well, if he hold, basically is holding out, so he hit tolls to the next year. Yeah. Ooh, so he could screw the team. So can can a player stop a holdout whenever they want? Essentially, yeah. Yeah, and they're the so ones holding out. Week one comes and Trey Lance kills it in, in preseason. Uh, Jimmy goes out there and does good. Aaron Rodgers is not there. Oh, you you want me to save this for later, right? Okay, never mind. I'll wait. <laughs> because I'm, I'm getting all these questions in my head. All right. But I just wanted to know how it would work if if Jimmy was like, all right, I'll go to Green Bay. Right. You know, there's people with familiarity. And then Aaron's like, no, nah, I'm coming back now. I'm not saying that any of these are necessarily the best fit or one's better than the other or they're even doable. But these are the teams that can take on his contract now okay so, uh the next one will be the jets now obviously he'd be going from a situation where he is now to a situation being basically the same right he's gonna have to fight with wilson for that job or be a mentor to him or whatever but it gets him as ed would say away from a guy who's telling me doesn't want him anymore so mm. that that's potential a need there for jimmy not necessarily the jets but for jimmy uh the team Will not have the cap space to sign Jimmy straight up after they sign the rookie class because their current numbers don't include signing either of their – uh, um, Wilson their top, or – Top draft picks. Uh, Vera Tucker. So they had two first-round picks that they still have to sign that's going to bring their cap space way down. So they would need to trade two. And this, this could work out in our advantage if that was the spot because um, safety may is – already having conflicts with that team with trying to get an extension that he's not going to get talking about holding out, but he would open up 10.6 a defensive end. Lawson would open up 14 and linebacker Mosley would open up 6 million. Um, so that's the Jets situation. And then the last team 
is uh, Washington. So part of that has to do with the future being unsure because they only have Fitzpatrick and uh, Heike, Heineke, whatever his name is. Yeah, Heineke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, but after this season, you know, Fitzgerald's a free or Fitzpatrick is a, a free agent. So, I mean, they got to have to look for the future anyway. Um, so I think that there's a need for him in Washington, uh, but it may not be right now, but I think that they would benefit from getting him on board right now if he was willing to go there. Uh, cap space, the team has 16.6 in cap space. If they did cut Fitzpatrick, it would put 4.5 on top of that. So Jimmy could negotiate a new contract if he was going to be the leader of that team. Uh, but if not, um, they wouldn't have to do any negotiations, but the Washington football team would have to give up um, one of their top salary cap hits, which is either going to be safety Collins at 12.7, cornerback Fuller at 10 million, or defensive tackle Allen uh, at 10.05 million. So those are the teams, Denver, Green Bay, the Jets, and Washington. Washington. Those now, are the, that, that's now. So, that's like pre, pre, you know, before the season starts. Okay, so what is Detroit's current cap space? Currently, once they they still have a third rounder that's outstanding. They'll have sixteen point nine million. And they can't afford Jimmy right now. Not straight up. There would have to be a player swap involved, which is why I threw those names out there. But why is Detroit an option when they just got a quarterback? Did they though? To them, they did. Mm, they got a golf, and they got an extra first round pick to take on that salary. Right. So that means, this, that, this was that about teams me. that could take them, not necessarily they. You know, and and I did that based on salary and or not both need. So, you know, because obviously if Rodgers plays, Green Bay's off the chart, right? Yeah, you don't need yeah, that one. But but the, the Lions don't need a quarterback. But they have the space. That's what that's what I'm saying. It's a twofer. Like not only. They may not need him, but they they were a team that I could identify as having the money or the the ability if they wanted to go and and do that and then make a competition between Goff and Garoppolo and whoever wins wins and whoever doesn't gets the back seat. Okay. Wait, we lost Mike. Who cares? Keep going. Okay. <laughs> well, this is where we can have the conversation for the right now, unless you want me to keep going and talk about through the trade deadline. Nah, so that the four teams were Denver, the Jets, uh, the Jets, Green the, Bay, Green Bay, and the and Lions, and Washington. Oh, oh Washington. Uh, why did we mention the Lions then? I don't know, because he was talking about he's somebody said something about the Lions. I think Mike brought it up. Got you. Um, the only team I could see. The thing that makes this situation hard is that Jimmy has to pick where he wants to go, right? Well, it's, yes and no. If he wants to get paid, he's going to go wherever he can get the money. If he wants to be released from the team to become a free agent, then he can go wherever he well, wants. Well, what I'm I mean, just he, saying, he gets to choose regardless. Like, at the end of the day, he right. makes the choice. This is what I'm Not trying to say. Sort of. But, I mean, because you got to think about – the situation that he's going to be in. Say it. So say it's you, Wayne, and you have a twenty-five million dollar contract, and you have a no-trade clause, right? Mm -hmm. And now the team has said Trey's ready to take over. We're trading you, Jimmy. These are the four teams you can go to. And would or Wayne, Wayne, do you want to go to any of these four teams? 
and you're like, no, then we're going to release you. They release so you either get paid nothing. or released, and then he's going to get next to nothing other than the 2.8 we owe him. So it's in his benefit to just go ahead and take a trade wherever because he's not going to get paid if he becomes a free agent. Not that kind of money. Right. But at the end of the, like, he's it's still his choice, though. Uh, like, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is his choice. What is saying is that of all the options, Jimmy gets the final say, and that is true. Yeah, yeah. Like, so either you could take one of these four teams, Jimmy or Wayne, or you can take the next train out of San Francisco or San, San, whatever, Santa right. Clara. Right. So, like, that's what I meant. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's it comes down to him um, because he has that that clause. And yes. then so, in a way, that's that was kind of smart on the Niners. Like, I'm just saying, like, if I'm in that situation and I'm like, I got $25 million I'll that I could earn, or I become a free agent and I get like $6 million, yeah, I'm going to go to a team. <laughs> I'm going to say, let's right. go, wherever. <laughs> right. That's that's what I'm saying. So if I had to pick, all right, so if I'm going to pick one of those teams and I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, send me to Green Bay. Okay. okay. Um, Now, the other thing is, there's probably a benefit to going to a bad team too, right? No, not, if, not, not at all. Well, if Jimmy goes to a bad team, all of a sudden he's the favorite player in town. But I don't think Jimmy cares about that. Like, I think Jimmy wants to be on a team. We've seen <laughs> Jimmy needs to be on a team that's built to win. Like, so I think Green Bay, they have the wide receivers. They have a run game. Uh, they have an offensive line, right? They have – they got a run game. They got um, – Aaron Jones, and then they drafted that rookie from last year, A.J. Dillon. They, they're going to be a problem. They got a defense, right? And so, like, it, it will probably – and they kind of run the, the same – they got they kind of run the same type of offense. Matt LaFleur is there, right? And so that might be where Jimmy would excel. Um, he's out of a Kyle Shanahan system, and I could see Jimmy going there. And then you, you get to be with – you know, if Aaron Rodgers comes back or if he doesn't, whatever, you got a job. Like you, you know, you, Jimmy should be able to be out. What's his name? Jordan Love. What's the guy? Yeah, yeah Jordan Love. That's, yeah. that's who it is. Yeah, that's what Jimmy should feel. Feel super confident. I don't think Jimmy likes competition, man. I, I don't think, I don't think Jimmy's gonna fare well with this Trey Lance situation. And so, if I'm Jimmy, I think I would. If I'm Jimmy, I would pick Green Bay if they were ready to make a trade. Is Nick there? Is Nick actually there? What's going on, man? What's going on? We're running through all this for Jimmy. What what do you think so far? Well, I mean, obviously, I I kind of agree with Wayne, but the only thing that I disagree with there is is Matt LaFleur kind of runs the same system as Kyle Shanahan, so he's kind of in the same type of system. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere. I think he's just full of shit, basically. But, uh, Jimmy's best bet right now is to take the $25 million if if Jed York is willing to pay that for him as a backup and stay his ass in San Francisco right now. That's his best bet because I don't think anybody else is going to pay him that type of money or trade for him with that contract. So he's either going to get cut or he, Jed York has already said that he'll pay him no matter what. His best bet is he's going to stay in San Francisco as a backup and making. 23 million a year, 23.8, whatever it is. If he gets beat out by Trey Lance, if he doesn't get out beat beat out this year, he definitely won't be the starter next year. And that's that's where we'll end up seeing what he does. But 
Jimmy's best bet for him and his sake right now is to eat the tw- to suck up the twenty three or twenty five million, whatever it is, and stay whether he wins the starting quarterback spot or he is the backup in San Francisco because ain't nobody else gonna pay him that type of money, and nobody else is gonna trade for him and give up guys like Von Miller and pay the salary that Jimmy Garoppolo is making. So Jimmy Garoppolo's best choice right now for himself is try to win the starting job. If not, suck it up, be the backup, and make $25 million if you want to make that money. Do we think that if he's relocated to backup, they're not going to try to restructure that deal? They're going to let him let that twenty five. No, because they, yeah, they're going to they're going to pay him no matter what, so they can say goodbye to him at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, Jed, Jed York already came out and said that, that, you know, John Lynch said that Jed York is willing to pay him what they owe him. There's not going to be a restructure. They're going to pay him no matter what. I just his final I, I, two years on his contract. I I think I like where Mike is going though, because. If Jimmy is going to agree to be a backup, now we now you could talk about restructuring. And so, like, if Jimmy says, you know what, all right, I'll, I'll accept this backup, and now you got a backup, competent quarterback. Now I would secure a long-term deal to have a backup quarterback because what most good teams have are veteran quarterbacks that are backups, right? And Jimmy Garoppolo can be exactly that. And so now I think that. That is that is when an ex, uh, a, re, a restructure might come into play. You know what I'm saying? Because now Trey Lance is about to win the starting role. All right, Jimmy, I tell you what, we're gonna we'll pay you what we owe you now. Let's restructure this, and then boom, you could you could sign on to us for another four or five years. And so I would agree with Jimmy being on this team for four or five years longer if he agreed to be that backup role. That way. God forbid something happens to Trey Lance. You got a legitimate starting quarterback that knows the system. But see, the problem what comes up in there, Wayne, is if if they've already said that they're guaranteeing him, they told him physically they're going to pay him his contract, and he loses it, he still holds that he still holds the cards. He doesn't have to restructure. They can tell him whatever they want. I was when, players, say. When, when players <laughs> when players sign deals, they think that this deal is for the next five or six years, and then here come restructures and cuts. That's and, restructure all the time, man. Yeah, so Ask like forward. Right, I understand that. I understand that that the team can do that, but he also has to agree to that. He doesn't have to agree to that. He I, still holds the it, cards. But if he doesn't agree to it, then he ends up getting cut, and that's the thing. So. Do you want to test free agency? Do you want to find someone to be traded to who's willing to take on that salary? Or do you want to restructure and stay on this roster and be the backup? Those are yeah, like, those are his three so, options. Like the 49ers are kind of like in control of everything. Like, so here, like go ahead and finish, Wayne. Sorry. It just seems like they're in control of every situation. And so, like, okay, yeah, we can agree to pay you the 25 million for this year. You win the starting job. Boom, you're our starting quarterback. But guess what? We could walk away from you next season because we can cut you and and only lose what a million dollars or whatever or what like that. And so, like, it's a win for the 49ers then, right? Especially if they do well this season. But let's say Jimmy doesn't pan out this year and then they're stuck with that. Maybe they coming back to Jimmy and be like, listen, man, you know, let's talk restructure, man. How can we get you to stay on this team? Blah 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 blah. Like you know, as as a different role, guys. Like that, 
at some point you got to learn to accept your role, man. Like it happens in life, man. Like you got to learn when your time is up, it's time for the next person to step up. And the Niners, like they, they right, Ray, they have all the leverage, J10. They have all of it. Like in every scenario though, at first I thought the Niners were effed. Like they were, they were messed up. And then I realized they control every situation. If Jimmy just says no, and Jimmy wants to go out and be uh, and test free agency and 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 take the cut. Now Jimmy's got to go out there and he's going to be the next Cam Newton. Now he's got to go and prove himself, sign a cheap deal on the team, and try to prove himself to be a starter again when he had it kind of like made in San Francisco. I got to go get my plug, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump off and come right back. So when I did this, I also made a prediction. So my prediction based on the information that I was able to find is that no team trades for Jimmy before the beginning of the season. He and Trey will battle for QB one and whoever loses is just a strong backup for this season. And that's what I think. That's where I think given that scenario with those teams, that's what happens. Based off of people trading pre season, like before the season. Right. This is, yeah, this is like, as soon as we know that Trey is the winner in camp and we're going to look to offload Jimmy, those four teams are available. I don't think either any of those four teams make that call now. They're going to wait because of Jimmy's contract. So the Broncos right now, let's, let's look at their, their roster really quick, okay? I just want to just let everybody know who their quarterbacks are and see if we think that Jimmy is better. Lock, or is, Lock I mean, and Bridgewater. Yeah. So they have uh, Brett Ripon, Drew Lock, and Teddy Bridgewater as their guys. And I don't know – isn't bringing in Jimmy more of the same? None of those guys are like outstanding at anything. None of them are the most solid players. They're just good, you know, steady Eddie guys. If that makes any sense to you, you know. Oh, I, I understand I mean, what you're I'm saying. Not, I'm not sure what the benefit would be to bringing any of those guys in here. Well, I think Jimmy's a definite upgrade over all three of those quarterbacks. Really? Yeah. A definite. You said that like with conviction. Yes. Well, you got to remember, like, okay, I, I, let me let me preface that with a: it's a healthy Jimmy, right? A healthy Jimmy is better than all three of those quarterbacks. Okay, all right. And I know a lot of people like to skew his numbers, but I understand that he hasn't been available, which is your number one priority in football, right? Availability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you actually go back and look, I mean, there's I've been seeing them all week long with different statistics coming out, and Matt Mayoko's put out. Slides that show, you know, third down percentage. And Jimmy's ranked right up there with some of the best quarterbacks in the league. I know a lot of people don't want to see it, but it's there if you go do the research. All right. Maybe he's not healthy all the time. And so maybe he needs to find a different home. But I think he's definitely an upgrade over those three. I'm hoping other teams see it the same exact way that you do. And with that, so I'm going to look at the uh, next team here in their quarterback room. That was the Packers. That was the second team you presented. Yep. Aaron Rodgers, big question mark. Yep. And the question mark. If he shows up, we're wasting our time. But if right. not, they're left with Jordan Love and Blake Bortles battling it out for the starting position, followed by Jake uh, Dolgala. Oh, and Kurt Binker. They have another guy. There's five quarterbacks on their roster right now. I don't know for sure that Jimmy doesn't improve that room as long as you take Aaron Rodgers out of it. 
So uh, the knowledge of the system and so on and so forth, that goes a long way. That might be a good look for him also, right? All right. And then the third team that you mentioned was the Jets to right. run, down, run down their quarterbacks. Now we know that the Jets picked right before yes. the 49ers in the draft, and he is not listed on their official website right now. Because he has not signed his contract. Because he is so not. It's him and a young man Morgan? by the last name of Morgan. James Morgan and Mike White. Mike White is also there. And Mike White, uh, what's funny about him is that, well, him and Morgan, okay, so if you look at both of those guys, they both have been in the league for a couple of years, and I've never heard their name said before ever. Right, right. So that just kind of lets you know they're they're not going to have the the pull, the draw, I'll say the draw, that Jimmy Garoppolo has, okay? And then the last team that you mentioned was the Washington football team, and their quarterbacks are currently as follows. And this is going to be a tough one to get in here. Uh, Taylor Heineke, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Kyle Allen, and Steve Montez. Yep. So I think this is the toughest room for him to get into, if we're being honest with ourselves. Other than Green Bay, if Aaron comes back. I think this is the toughest room for him to get into. Kyle Allen had a lot of promise. There was uh, the Panthers. And you know that he's there because of who the head coach is now. You know, Ron Rivera has a familiarity with him. He brought him in there. Uh, Taylor Heineke, they saw some promise from him. uh, Four years in the NFL. Uh, He's he's all of a sudden become a vet. Steven Montanez is uh, a a one-year guy. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick is father time himself uh, with 17 years in the league. So they might be looking for someone else other than him that might help Jimmy Garoppolo's case. So, you know, well, remember, I also preface this entire thing with these are teams that can afford to bring him on or they have a need for them, but they had to be able to afford him regardless if the need was there or not. And afford him right now. These are only the Correct. four teams. So there's more teams that we need to discuss. We're and that do. is the, the teams that uh, Jimmy could be a fit for halfway through the season. So the Niners have absorbed half of his contract. Because he, whatever, lost to Trey Lance or he started and they're ready to start Trey Lance, whatever the case is. The trade deadline is approaching and the Niners are looking to move on from Jimmy. Um, and what are the what's the next part of this? So who, okay. who else is available for him? So I'm going to preface this with saying the four teams that were previously on the list, we're not going to talk about again, but they're also included in this list, okay? So there's um, one, two, three, three new teams we're going to add for – for potential destinations come mid-season, okay? Those are, and this again, the caveat is that these teams are the ones that can afford to bring on his salary midway through the season, having us had already paid half of his salary. So those include Carolina, New Orleans, Pittsburgh, and... uh, so I'll start the same way I did the last one, basically with Carolina. Is the need there? Well, it really is going to depend on how Darnold does in those first half of the season, whether or not he's picking up the system that they're trying to build there, right? But they definitely um, have the cap space, although it would be tight. So I would foresee they would probably do some sort of a, of a player swap uh, to get that done. And as far as Carolina, I didn't pull up their numbers, um, but they're going to – Players that are going to leave or are going to be free agents next year would be like Riddick or uh, 
I can't remember his first name, wide receiver Anderson. Um, those two would be, be good uh, trade fodder, if you will, for Carolina. And then um, – Robbie Anderson. Right, Robbie. So then well, I put down New Orleans, even though it's highly unlikely, because both Jason Hill and Jameson Winston's contracts are fully guaranteed for this season. So they can't get any relief by releasing them. But if I was thinking more along the lines, if there was an injury, these guys, they could still afford it, but there would have to be some sort of a player swap going on in there as well. And then when you look at the New Orleans team and who is going to be a free agent next year, you're talking um, safety Williams, uh, Patrick Robinson, Marcus Lattimore. Those guys are all going to be free agents next year. So that's somebody they might try to get off their books if they're trying to get Jimmy there for the second half of the year. And then the last team was Pittsburgh. And obviously that's going to be dependent on health, you know, but if you see something happens to, to uh, um, Roethlisberger, you know, and they don't feel comfortable rolling with Rudolph again, or maybe they want to move on from Rudolph and they see an opportunity to, you know, if they think, you know, if Tomlinson thinks that uh, Jimmy's going to fit the system better or work well in their system, then that could happen. Um, then they have uh, – where is that? Oh, so while I know it's not going to happen, they're going to have two huge salaries that are going to come up due next year. Fortunately, they have a lot of cap space next season, so it shouldn't be an issue. But, they, you know, defensive end Watt um, and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, both are going to be due mega money next year. So they may or may not try to move. I know that they just traded for Minka, but I just wanted to throw that out there as an option. But those are the three teams that we can add onto that list come mid-season, depending on how the season's going. So looking at the comments here, people want to know about Philly, Atlanta, and what was the other team I saw? Philly, Atlanta. We did the Steelers already. Believe that was the other two. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Good call, Nick. Dallas. So I'll just go off right now, just giving you the cap numbers real quick. Atlanta, after they don't have anybody that's left unsigned, so they have three or eight point six million before they have their practice squad put together. So that's not enough to take on Jimmy's contract. Nowhere near, because they're going to be down to almost five million dollars in cap space. And who is next? Dallas. Yeah, you can do Dallas next. Three point six. Million is what they will have after they finish signing their draft class, and that does not include the practice squad, which is roughly about three million dollars. So they don't have the space, or I mean, they would have to do a major shakeup. I mean, anything's possible in the NFL, but I went with realistic possibilities. Um, so they just don't have the the money to do it. Um, who was next? Atlanta. I did that one already. That was the first one I did. Philadelphia. Oh Philly. oh, Philly, Philly, yeah. So Philly, right now, after, after they have they still have to sign Landon Dickerson, um, and they're going to have one point five million left. So they're not even going to have enough money to sign their practice squad without doing something to make their budget come around and be correct. That's why they're not included in this. Okay. All right. Some of those teams that people named have a starting quarterback anyway. Right, right. Uh, I guess that was more about a depth look for Jimmy, and I'm just not sure if he's going somewhere for depth, and that contract's not going with him. And so, if that's the case, then you know, you might as well just stay home. Exactly, might as well stay here and restructure. Exactly, exactly. So, I'm not against that. I just this this show is for the haters. This is for the Jimmy haters. 
So this show yeah. is to, to tell we're, people we're, where they can go because everybody wants him gone. Well, not everybody. I have a large population who hammer me every show because I love Jimmy. Well, I don't love Jimmy. I say it all the time. I'm about this team winning. I don't care who it is. I'm about the team winning. But people who don't want oh, that's 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 why I did the research to figure out what are possibilities. All right. So we got a couple of new teams to look at here. And the Panthers roster is a funny looking one because well, never mind. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. Uh but the Panthers quarterbacks, now this is halfway through the season. We're saying this could work. Uh, they have three right now, P.J. Walker, Will Greer, and Sam Darnold. I think Jimmy could walk in there and compete with all those guys right now. What do you guys think about that? Most definitely. He could walk in there and compete and probably win a starting job there. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, it's funny to hear people say that because I remember people talking about wanting Darnold to come and take over Jimmy's role. So if well, we previously wanted Jimmy to, or Darnold to come to San Francisco, then why would Jimmy want to go to some place where he knows he's not going to win if that's the case? Because competition is a difference. And, and you're going to want to go somewhere where you think you can win it out. Doesn't mean that you can. It's somewhere you think you're confident in going and winning that position. Uh, I know I was one of those people. I thought Sam Darnold is somebody that the Niners should look for. They were in on him. They were looking at him, but he was getting a little bit too much money on the market. So I like I like the Darnold thing, but I think that's somewhere that he could go and be a veteran presence in that room. You know, that's that Sam Darnold didn't even finish out his rookie contract, so. He's still wet behind the years. Jimmy's got, what, seven years in the league? So it's somewhere that could really work. And we haven't seen anything from Will Greer. What what the heck is going on with him? He came in with all the type, and he's kind of just fizzled out. Right. You know? Um, the other team that you named was the Saints, and their, their quarterback room is just – I'm going to tell you, their quarterback room pisses me off more than any other quarterback room in this entire league. Because <laughs> they have their starting quarterback is not a real true quarterback or what? Yeah, and then there's two other guys who are looked at as decent prospects in the NFL. So you have Jameis Winston, right? Then you have Trevor Simeon. You have Ian Book and Taysom Hill. I just don't think Jimmy goes there and competes to play just because there's just too much going on in that room. Now let me throw this caveat out there because I'll talk about it when we get to the next level for after the season. But the only quarterback that is on their roster next season – is book. Yeah. Well, Taysom Hill has a he's got voided four voided years on yeah, that. He's thing. got four voided years, but he has a five year contract. Right. So next year he's a free agent. They're not That's voidable by well, the team. They're actually voided years. They're just put in place for the money they paid him. Right. So Nick's comment here is actually a really good one. If he plays and gets hurt again, we're on the hook for this entire contract. So let me ask a question. If he goes out in preseason, takes a snap and breaks his ankle, does that change anything about his guarantees or is it just we're nope, on the hook? Nope. nope. So I, thought all his, I thought all his guarantees were done, though. I don't think he has injury guarantees. So, 
No, no. Injury guarantees are different than right. He would go on IRR and he'd get paid his normal paycheck minus his game day checks. So he's still gonna. I mean, and he's. I think he's only got. I'll pull it up right now. Hold on. I think. Uh, I think it's in here. So Garoppolo's entire year worth of game day checks is only eight hundred thousand dollars off that total. Yeah. So it's not even a million dollars coming off of that amount that we owe him. <clears throat> but that's what we would get that back. But I mean, that's nothing if we're having to pay him to not play. All right. Well, that's something else that's, that we have to pay attention to because God forbid this guy gets injured during preseason. Or well, I think that's or probably why they went the Jed because if something does happen, are you willing to pay his entire salary? And, you know, obviously they came to that consensus. Right. All right. And then the last team that you mentioned here was the Steelers roster. Yes. And that one is, I'm not going to say it's more confusing, but I think because of Ben Roethlisberger's age and his steady decline year after year, I mean, this guy has been in the league 18 years, man. That, that's a long time at a regular job, not considering and counting a football uh, career. So um, you have Ben Roethlisberger, you have uh, Mason Rudolph, you have Dwayne Haskins, and Joshua Dobbs. Dobbs yep. I forgot all about Dobbs. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, can Jimmy go in that room and compete? Can he beat out Mason Rudolph, Haskins, and Dobbs? I think so. God, he, he, yes, yes. Like, why are we asking ourselves these questions? Is Jimmy Garoppolo? He's not a he's not a uh, he's not a bad quarterback. He just had bad breaks, and so yeah, I, yeah no, no pun intended. And I think as Kyle Shanahan, I feel like I can speak for him because he's pretty much showed it. <laughs> They're ready to move forward, like right, like they need a quarter. They needed some type of quarterback that they can count on being available. You know, and so I think they're willing to rock, like Nick said, with Jimmy and his contract. Um, but if the right situation comes along, that's why we're having this show, and they can find a place for Jimmy to go to where the 49ers ain't taking the hit, they will find a place for them to go. In the 40- and, you, and you know one thing, like, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan want – they want the most back. Like, they, they – <laughs> They they want a first round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, knowing damn well they didn't even trade him for a first round pick. So they're gonna try to get back what they can. Uh, but I, I just think Jimmy, wherever it is that he lands, even if he is here in San Francisco, he's going to play a lot better if healthy. And so when he goes to these other teams, and you're talking about these quarterbacks that have minimum experience, like Jimmy is probably gonna outshine just about each and every one of them. So, yes. All right. So um, I know we're, we're getting to the end of this part of it. So I'm going to give my prediction before we start talking about all this stuff. But so for a midseason trade, this is what I said. Um, Jimmy has value if there's an injured quarterback somewhere in the NFL. Right. The only teams listed previously during this discussion um, that really have – a need and a, a shot that if they want to get him without having to compete in the off season for him, like if, if there's a market for him after this season's over, say he goes and we win the Super Bowl, 
if if somebody wants to gamble to get Jimmy now at midseason versus waiting to the end for whatever reason we decide to get rid of him, trade ready to go. I only put down Washington and Denver as possible landing spots for him. The other ones, when you just sit down and you break down more and more information, it gets con too convoluted. Anything can happen, but you know Ben could come back for another year. That takes the Pittsburgh Steelers out. You know, um, maybe maybe Darnold flourishes with with the Carolina system, so that might take them out. Um, but, um, so I, when I went back and I looked at everything and I tried to compile all that data, the only two teams that I could see trading midseason for him is Washington and Denver. So let me ask you about two other teams really quick before we move on. Okay. I want to know about the Houston Texans. Okay. And I want to know about the Chargers. So if I can be completely honest with the Texans, I don't even know how they're going to be a football organization next year. Yeah. No, that's if, how I if, if, if Watson's not there, like if he's like, you know, I'm not playing and he's going to hold out until whenever or never play football again. Um, I don't know how they're going to function. But uh, so Houston, as it sits right now, they have no un, uh, no undraft or no unsigned from their rookie class. So they have 4.9 million on the books right now. And who else did you say? The Miami? Chargers. The Chargers. Oh, Chargers. Um, so the Chargers ha have Herbert and they have Daniel on their, on their team right now. Um, but – they're looking Chase at Chase Daniels with the Chargers. Huh? Chase, Chase Daniels, Daniels with the Chargers. Backup. And uh, they have 14.2 after they finish signing their class. So fiscally, they could do it, but I don't see them bringing him in with the current quarterbacks that they have in the room. I do not think that Jimmy will beat out Herbert for a starting job. Who's He's the most one shot away from getting the start over there, bro? Who's the most expensive? Um, Is that soon? Get it? The shot, the chest, Tyrod. All right, never mind. Cool. Who's the most expensive backup quarterback in the league? Is it Chase McDaniel? I don't have those numbers in front of me. I'm just asking because... According to everybody in this room, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. That's fair. He's not a backup yet, so... No, but you get... I'm being facetious, but you know what Jacoby I'm saying. Jacoby Brissett, 15 it, million. No, I, well... Let me see what the, I just article here says Chase Daniel. This is as of November. So maybe maybe you're right. But uh Colt McCoy came in at number 10. Number What's the number? Uh Taysom Hill at eight number two at eight point eight four. Alex Smith is number one at sixteen million. But he's retired now, right? Is, is he still getting paid? Did he have money to be paid out still? I don't know. Case Keenum had five point five, but he's not. Is he still with the Browns, Case Keenum? Yeah. Uh, yep. Bisky. All right. Yeah. So this this is 2020. So this might not be the. Uh, so the it says one. here Jacoby Brissett is the highest paid backup at 15 million, losing the job to Philip Rivers when he signed with the Indianapolis Colts. But they. But okay. Brissett's not there anymore. Where did he go? He went to. Mariota signed the two-year, 17.6 million dollar deal. So he's probably the highest one there. The information I had Brissett back in Miami, or in Miami. Oh, is that where he is? I think that was the team we were talking about that we we forgot to look at. Miami. Well, Miami's only got one point two after they signed their class, so they're going to have to figure out how to even sign their practice squad. 
Well, the reason why I'm asking is because if Jimmy had to restructure because he had to result into the backup role, let's say he takes the right. job for the Niners, sure. it's going to be around these numbers, right? Or, mm-hmm. or Nick, would Jed York make Jimmy the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL to secure you know, – I see Jimmy for me would provide that security, right? So, because you know what you're going to get from Jimmy Garoppolo, and 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 you know, God forbid, I, I said it earlier on the show, if anything was to happen to your to your guy, well, guess what? It's like having a Ryan Fitzpatrick on the bench. It's like having a Chase McDaniel on the bench. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Chase McDaniel. You call me crazy. That's just what I think. Do I think he's better than Ryan Fitzpatrick? No. But Chase... Chase McDaniel, Chase Daniel, yeah, I, I actually do. I even think he's better than Jacoby Brissett. Chase Daniel's in Detroit, though. I don't know where guys are anymore, bro. I just know he's still in the league <laughs> at this point. Yeah, he's in. He's in Detroit. I thought he- he's not in San Diego. Jacoby Brissett is still with Indianapolis, or he went to Miami. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I had him. You sure about Daniel? Hold on, I'm gonna look it up again. No, he's on the Chargers right now. Yeah. Daniel's on the Chargers right now. Don't go oh, throw my, my, bad. my, my bad. I was looking at from two. So it's listed from like the free agents where they went from two, and I I read the fr- where he went from. So my bad. That's on my bad. So I would imagine in Wayne's situation that I think it would be fair, probably probably that. He's going to make like a ten million dollar, yep, average annual salary. Yep. So as a backup, <laughs> that's my I hate, I hate that we're looking this stuff up, man. Chase, Chase. I'm sorry, Chase. Big Dan, Chase Daniel has thrown for not even seventeen hundred total yards, it's his, and has made his over thirty eight million dollars, dollars, bro. It's the, it's, the, it's 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 his experience and who he sat under. Okay. We can't knock that because we give Jimmy mad passes because he sat under Tom Brady for for five four four seasons, right? And so you 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 give them that experience, and you're hoping when they get called on, they come in into the game, and, and then they they at least have that you know experience. So that's why I said like I think Jimmy and it, and it, at the end of the day, guys, it comes down to Jimmy Garoppolo because if the yep. 49ers paint the picture for him. They could give him five scenarios, and the last one that the, the the one scenario he chooses could just be him just getting cut, betting on himself, and then going and trying to find a starting job. I think it will be ha- harder for him to do that, though. And I know teams need quarterbacks, but they might not call him until somebody gets hurt, you know. And then the team is going to have to be contending. Ain't no stink team going to pick up Jimmy. <laughs> like they're, they're just not. So we've talked about trades that could happen before the season. We've talked about talked about midseason. And now, unless you guys have any objections or want to touch on anything, we got 50 minutes before the next show, so I want to kind of jam through this last part. Uh, but we're going to talk about trades postseason. So say Jimmy balls out, has a great year, Trace sits or comes in at the end, however it works out. Um, but Jimmy's done well enough to garner the eye and attention of some teams, right, that might be interested in trading. So I went through – all of the teams for 2022 season 
Uh, I went and I looked at how many players they have currently signed to their 22 roster, what their caps hits are currently, or how much cap space they have, um, and their top five unrestricted free agents that are going to be coming open. So I can go through each team if you want, and I can blaze through that and then show, or we can just go straight to the teams that I think are the best or um, well, why don't you read, possibilities. Just, just read down the list of all the teams for postseason. Okay. So uh, Arizona. Spectacles ready. Yeah. Well, I'm old, man. Sorry. <laughs> so Arizona obviously has their starter in Murray, but they will need a backup quarterback. Uh, they have 46 players under contract with 12.5 million. They're going to have Chandler Jones open, AJ Green's coming open, uh, Mal uh, Malcolm Butler, and uh, I can't remember how to pronounce his first name. Dinard, the other cornerback. Um, those are their big uh, unrestricted free agents. I put them down as not a fit um, because I don't think he fits that system. Um, and then Atlanta, they have their starter as it sits right now. Ryan's contract is not – I mean, it's not possible to move on from Ryan's contract right now. It's just not – or come next season. Uh, but they will need a backup if – you know. But uh, they have 47 players under contract and negative $365,000 in their cap space as it sits right now. Uh, D. Fowler, um, tight end Hurst. Wide receiver Sharp and their kicker Co or Coo Coo, yeah. Um, and I put them down as cap strap. There's no way they can make the move for Jimmy. Uh, Baltimore, they have their starter and backup in Jackson and McShorley, but they could always upgrade over McShorley. And, and it's a bad system for Jimmy, so we won't even go there. That's not a Greg Roman type of quarterback. All right. Well, I put it down as a possible when I went through all the statistics. But Financially and all, yeah, but right because they have thirty. They'll have thirty-one. 0.08 cap space, right. but they've got some players they have to sign to. Um, then Buffalo, they have their starter in Allen, obviously. They have a backup in Webb, but they could upgrade, unfortunately. Um, they have 55 players under contract and one point, basically just over a million dollars in cap space. So they're cap strapped. That's not a situation that Jimmy's going to want to go to anyway. Carolina has their starter and backup, if you want to consider that, in Dar Dar Darnold and Greer. Um. They have 47 players under contract with $48 million in cap space. Um, their right tackle, uh, Moton, uh, Moton uh, wide receiver, Anderson, center, uh, Paradis, uh, Riddick, which I talked about earlier, and uh, Dayton Jones. So I, I listed that as a possible for the offseason. Chicago, the rookie starter with Fields going into his second year, but they will need a backup. Um, I just don't think that's a fit for him, but they have 36.1 million with 44 players under contract, but they've got some holes that they're going to have to fill after uh, they're unrestricted free agents. So they may not have the money for, for Jim either. Um, Cincinnati, I don't see as a fit um, with Burrow there. They have 46 players under contract. They do have $50 million in cap space, but they have to replace most of their O-line is going to be unrestricted free agents next year. So uh, Rife, Price and Spain are all going to be free agents. Then Eli Apple, um, Allen, free, uh, free safety, and then uh, Mike Daniels, defensive tackle. But I put him down as not a fit because there's no, I don't see any reason for him to go there. Uh, Cleveland is also not a fit. They have both their starter and backup in place with Mayfield and Keenum. Uh, 56 players on a contract, 9.8 million in cap space. 
Dallas has Prescott as a starter. They may need a backup because Rush is uh, Cooper Rush is going to be a free agent, and that's their backup right now. Uh, Sixty-one players under contract, and they're negative twenty-four million dollars next offseason. So they're going to have to figure out how to get back under the books. So somebody's getting they're going to be doing all kinds of cap stuff. That's uh, some type shit. Their their free agents are uh, safety uh, Neil. Uh, Vander Esch, linebacker, punter, Ank, Brian Anger, and wide receiver Gallup. Those were their big ones. <clears throat> Excuse me. Denver is next. They have their supposed starter in Locke, but they will need a backup or someone to replace Locke. They have 53 players under contract with 48.6 million. Now, that being said, Von Miller is going to be a free agent. Kyle Fuller is going to be a, a free agent. Brian Callahan, uh, Cortland Sutton, Sutton, excuse me, and, uh, Josie Jewel will all be free agents next year. So they're going to have to be spending a lot of that money, probably keeping those guys in house, but I put it down as a possibility. Detroit. Um, I said that they had their starter in golf. They traded for him, whether it was a favor from the new GM or not, who knows? Um, and they have, they have a backup quarterback, but I mean, it's obviously they could upgrade there. Uh, 53 players under contract with 48.6 million cap space or excuse me. Sorry. I'm, I read Denver's line again. Uh, 43 players under contract with $23.6 million in cap space. And they don't have a whole lot of free agents. Um, the big ones that I saw were uh, uh, Fells, tight end, uh, Perryman, wide receiver, quarterback, cornerback, Dunbar, and yeah. tackle Crosby. And that's basically it for them. So I put them down as not a fit just because I think Goff's there for now. Um, Green Bay obviously depends on Rogers' situation, so I can get into that if you want. But uh, basically, um, they're in the whole thirty-four point five million as well, so they're going to have to structure, restructure some things too. Houston, um, you know, it depends on Watson's situation, obviously. But I put them down as cap strap because next year they only have two point one million dollars in cap space, and they're still going to iron out what they're going to do with their players. Uh, but they have like. Um, yeah, Justin. Is it Justin Reed, right? Safety? Yeah. Uh, Chris Conley, uh, Desmond King, uh, Merciless, and um, defensive tackle Collins. Can't remember his first name. And then Indiana has Wentz and Easton, 37 players under contract, and they have what should be the most at 80, $83 million in cap space next year. Um, they're going to have to replace their left tackle probably. With Every three years, Indies has the most cap space. I don't understand how the hell they do that. <laughs> Every three years, they're like blowing teams out the water. It's crazy. Right. And all these numbers are based off of the projected cap for next year. So it's not like I didn't take that into consideration also. Um, and so they're going to have – they have $83 million, but they, they're going to lose or go to free agency with uh, Eric Fisher, T.Y. Hilton – uh, Glowinski, Xavier Rhodes, linebacker Leonard, and uh, tackle B. Smith. I don't remember what his first name was, but I put him down as not a fit because they, they, you know, they brought uh, brought in Wentz. So I mean, that's their guy. That's who they're putting their future in right now. I think Jacksonville obviously not a fit with Lawrence there, but they do have fifty-five players under contract and thirty-three point seven. They have Minshew in there as a as a backup, so. I don't think that that's a fit. 
Um, Casey, obviously, Mahomes is a and at starter. This point, at this point, we're all looking at backups, just to keep this in mind, because at this point, Jimmy went through the whole season here, and this is after the year is over. So Right, but I'm, I'm assuming he did very well this year. Right. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, nobody's going to want him, and we're just going to release him, and it'll be easier that way. <laughs> but um, So KC's got Mahomes and Bouchelle. Bouchelle? Bouchelle? Yeah. Anyway, um, so that, that's definitely a spot he could go, but I just don't see that as a fit for him. They have thirty. They only have 38 players under contract with only $19.1 million, um, and they've got some big names that are going to hit free agency. So the Chiefs are going to be kind of hurting, depending on how they restructure some of these players or how they sign their contracts. And then the Chargers got Herbert and Stick, who I didn't know anything about. <laughs> but they have 56 players under contract with $51 million. So and does that mean Dan this is Daniel's last year? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. So, uh, and there, Mike Williams is going to be up. Jared Cook's going to be up. The kicker, Bagley, is going to be up. Uh, Daniel's going to be up. And center, Cuisenberry, is going to be up. Cuisenberry. Um. So I didn't put him as a fit because I, I I don't think he wants to go there and, and be under Herbert. And then Rams, same situation, Stafford, but they're actually negative $3.5 million in cap space for next year. And they've got um, cornerback Williams, uh, center Corbett, kicker Gay, and defensive end Lawler that are all going to be unre uh, unrestricted free agents. So that doesn't seem like a fit. Plus, they're, they're going to be cap-strapped until they figure out what they're doing there. Um, the Raiders, I know a lot of people were talking about the Raiders. So they have Carr, obviously, as their starter, and Peterman will be the backup because Mariota's contract will be over. They have 39 players under contract with $51.1 million in cap space. So as I said, they have uh, Mariota, uh, defensive tackle Jefferson, cornerback Hayward, tight end carrier, and defensive tackle Snacks. Right? Is that Hankins, right? And so um, I put that put it down as not a fit. I don't I don't think that Gruden would go for him anyway. Um, now here's where I, I I had fun. So uh, Miami, I know that they have Tua, and they have Sinet. I think is his name. They have 56 players under contract with another 55 million dollars. This seems like it would probably be a decent fit for Jimmy financially. Like they could fit him. So I put it as a possible. Their unrestricted free agents next year are Will Fuller, uh, Ogba, Reset, um, running back Brown, uh, Gisecki, and Vince Beagle. Beagle, Beagle, Beagle. So I put that one down as a possible. Now, uh, Minnesota has Cousins. They're going to be cap strapped. New England has Jones and Stidham. So even though uh, Cam is going to be up on his contract. They have a viable backup there already. and uh, At least that's what they want you to believe. You got to remember that there was a lot of talk about Jimmy going back this offseason. So. From our end. I don't know that it's from the other side, though. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Very true. And so New England has 44 players under contract, and they have $26.2 million, but they have Gilmore, McCourty, Trent Brown, Dante, Dante Hightower, and potentially Cam Newton that are all going to need to be re-signed. So that's probably not a good situation. I put them down as cap strapped after that. New Orleans is negative 37.6 million in the hole. So the, the only quarterback that they have on the roster is book. They're going to have fun trying to figure out what they're going to do. They're in a similar boat as Houston. Basically. Sean Payton's retiring and throwing up the deuces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Let's see you. 
figure um, this shit out from yourself. So we're getting down to the end here. Sorry, it's a little long-winded, but uh, so the Giants, obviously they got Jones. They will need a backup. They got 47 players under contract, but only 2.5 million in cap space. And they've got Ingram, who's going to be a free agent with Peppers and Will Hernandez and um, Raglan. Um, so I put them down as cap strap because they're already going to have to figure Hernandez out. Hernandez is going to be a free agent already? I thought they have a fifth-year option for him. Oh, True. maybe they have, they have an exercise. Yeah, Hernandez. Will uh, Hernandez. Yeah. We all I just one, right? When I looked him up, he was going to be at a free agent next year. Okay. But that, like you said, it could be – there might be a fifth-year option that they didn't exercise. I'm not sure. I got you. Okay. Um, so then we're on to the Jets, who we talked about earlier. Uh, basically, they got their rookie starter with Wilson. Morgan is still there. They have 50 players under contract and $72.4 million in cap space. But they're going to have Crowder, Morgan Moses, uh, Joyner at safety, Lewis at guard and may at safety who are all going to be free agents. So if they want to try to keep that together, they're going to spend half of that money just doing that. It's still an option for Garoppolo. Like he would fit there. Um, and financially they could do it. It's just, uh, um, it's going to take some work on the jets. end, I think, and then Philadelphia, I talked about a little bit earlier. Um, so Hertz is obviously there. They will need a backup quarterback. They have 52 players under contract with 12.8 million. So I, I listed it as a cap strap team because they have to bring back or look to replace their center with Kelsey. Um, Graham at defensive end, Ertz at tight end if they don't trade him away, uh, Harris at safety, Barnett at defensive end, and Goddard at uh, tight end. So they got a lot of players to bring back and try to figure that out. Pittsburgh, the only quarterback will be Rudolph on the roster. I know that if you look at it, it looks like Ben's there, but Ben's actually got voidable years. That, that's basically dead money for the team. And they have 45 players under yeah, contract with 75.2 million, but they're got to bring back Schuster Smith, cornerback uh, Joe Hayden, uh, safety Edmonds, TJ Watt, and uh, Trey, I think Turner, I think is his name. He's a guard. Um, so then Seattle, obviously Wilson's there, their backup situation, and they need, they, you know, that's perpetual need for them. Hopefully, they never see Russell go down or they're going to be screwed. Um, 50 players under contract with 45.2 million. Um, left tackle Brown, free agent. Uh, Diggs is a free agent. Tight end Everett's a free agent. Jamal Adams is a free agent. Bichelle off the tackle and Witherspoon will all be free agents next year. But I put them down and it's not a fit because I don't think he's going to scale. What Diggs, what Diggs is listed there? Is it? It's Q Diggs. Oh, Quandre Diggs. Okay. Quandre, there you go. And then um, San Francisco, obviously, I put the, you know, Lance is a starter, Rosen backing him up probably. 34 players under contract with 23.7 million in cap before you take into consideration Jimmy's whatever. Said, that includes Jimmy's contract. No, that does not. So if Jimmy leaves, oh. that's going to bump it up to more like, so what's that, 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So you're looking we're at all the, the we're on different pages. I'm sorry. I was saying that the 30 million includes having Jimmy already on the roster. Is what I was saying. Oh yeah. Right now, if we're yeah. paying Jimmy salary, the 23.7 million is our cap space for next offseason. And then we've got obviously Fred Warner, Tomlinson, Verrett, DJ Jones, uh, Shark, Mostert, all going to be free agents. So I mean, those are guys that we got to figure it out or 
figure out somebody to replace them if we're not figuring out their contract. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay. So obviously, as it sits right now, Brady is the starter. Trask will be the backup. Um, they have 56 players under contract with 19.2 in cap space. But uh, unrestricted free agents, you got uh, Godwin, Pierre Paul, Sue, O.J. Uh, Howard, Antonio Brown, and uh, I don't know what his first name is, uh, maybe Ryan, uh, the center, Jensen. They're all going to be free agents. So, I mean, 19.2 million is not a lot. So I put them down as a cap strap team and not, not a likely place for him to go. Two left, guys, two left and gals. Uh, Tennessee. So as it sits right now, Tannehill's the starter and Kaiser is the backup. 55 players under contract with only 9.3 million in cap space. You know, they, the center, Jones, uh, inside linebacker, Brown, linebacker, Landry, and tight end Swain are all going to be free agents. So that 9.3 is going to have to go a long ways or they're going to have to figure something else out. So I put them down as cap strap. And then finally with Washington, the only QB that will be on the roster is Heineke. Uh, 41 players under contract with 60.5 million. Uh, but they have a lot of free agents. So Sheriff's a free agent. Yeah, well, uh, that 41 tells you what you need to know. 41 uh, people under contract. Right. That tells John, you. Jonathan Allen, Logan Thomas, John Bostick, McCain, uh, quarterback, and uh, obviously Fitzpatrick. But you know, So I put him down as a possibility. So that's yeah. kind of where each of the teams stand at the end of the season. Well, based off of this entire exercise and listening to, you know, preseason, halfway point, and at the end, this is gonna. It's not just recency bias. Sounds like Washington football team might be the best bet for Jimmy Garoppolo going forward. So have- I will give you my prediction, then we can talk about whatever. All right. So I just want to. I'm going to put out a little bit more information here. So 2022, because this is something else you got to take into consideration, right? 2022 free agent quarterbacks: Roethlisberger, Bridgewater, Dalton, Newton, Winston, Mariota, and Kyle Allen. And then rookie quarterback prospects, Rattler out of Oklahoma, Howell out of North Carolina, uh, Ritter, or Ryder, I don't know how he pronounces that, out of Cincinnati, Slovis out of USC, and uh, Strong out of Nevada were the top ones that were listed on several sites. And my predictions uh, for the best fits for him, number one for me was Denver. Number two for me was Washington, and number three was Miami. All the other teams – that were mentioned above that I talked about um, will probably could. Oh, I didn't talk about the ones that I specifically I did in the long discussion, but I broke it down again further. Anyway, there was one, two. So Baltimore, Carolina, Denver, Green Bay, Houston, Miami, the Jets, um, Pittsburgh, and Washington are all teams that I could see as being viable candidates or landing spots for him uh, with Denver, Washington, and Miami being the my thought process of where he would best fit. But those other teams would probably have interest once the 49ers release him if they can't trade him. And the Jets have how many people under contract following the end of the year? I know, obviously, Zach. The but Jets, who, was, who was the other backup there? The Jets are 50, they have 50. 50 players under contract. Okay. And they have 72.4 million. So he could still potentially fit there. If let's say Zach Wilson struggles this year, yep. like hey, maybe we should bring Jimmy in to kind of bolster that joint. So the Jets is a team that we should add into our top five. Uh, it's fits for Jimmy following the season. Wayne, man, what are your thoughts, man? Brian gave us a lot of information here tonight, a lot of stuff to think about. 
uh, how do you, how do you take it here? Um, uh, honestly, like it's cool that we kind of like broke down teams that where Jimmy can kind of go, um, if need be. Um, but honestly, I'm look, I'm not, I, I, I don't really see it in that light. Um, I think Jimmy is going to be the starting quarterback until he's not. And so like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for Jimmy to really start the process of being the quarterback for the 49ers in 2021 and preparing his mindset to take this team to the Super Bowl. Like, I, I think that's kind of where I am on the Jimmy stuff. Um, being that he is here. He is being paid to be the quarterback, and the only way he won't be is if he can't. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if 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 he can't, meaning that he either gets injured or he just gets beat out, right? And so then that's kind of where Brian, all of Brian's works comes comes into play. So I think Brian, you did an amazing bang up job on breaking this down and getting him to teams that fit financially and a good fit. And after listening to this, the last team that you mentioned about being with the Jets. Robert Sala, that might be a Jimmy guy. You might want to bring Jimmy in as insurance. Who's the backup quarterback for the Jets? I'm sorry. Exactly. So Morgan? that's my point. Yeah, you got to look him up, and, and you don't know who it is. This might be it. Um, Zach Wilson. It's funny because no one is talking about Zach Wilson getting ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL but he's probably going to be the starter for the Jets, right? But yep. Trey Lance can't do it. But it's just, it's just amazing to me. But anyway, um, I do like that fit. I think the most, I like the connections that it draws, and I'm still high on the Green Bay one. I know Aaron Rodgers is there, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be there. Yeah, so. well, that's what he said. <laughs> as, long as, uh, as long as the general manager is still there, he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> Cool, unquote, right? And so those are I, I think out of all the teams we mentioned, I like the Jets. I like the I like the Green Bay Packers because Jimmy is competitive and he wants to win. Um and, and he has it in him. It's just that maybe his body just sometimes it's just for the 49ers, the system might not just fit his body type anymore. I, I don't know. Maybe if he goes to a different team, he'll have better success and, and a change of scenery. All right. All right. So Breezy's going to go with the Jets. Yes. Right. That's a really, really good pick. I think I'm going to stick with Washington. And Brian, you're going to stick with Denver as a potential landing. We all got three different teams. I like it. I like, well, that's why I picked those three, but it was hard because I like, I like his fit in Miami too. But yes, I think that Denver's the number one spot for me. And for Jimmy, I think that's where he will best flourish, if you will. The balls travel just a little bit further in that high air, huh? Well, it's not just that. I just look yeah. at, like, everything else that's going, you know, like, with Washington, obviously there's going to be vacancies after Fitzpatrick leaves unless they do something else. Um, you know, in Denver, I just – I'm not sold on Locke. I'm just, I'm just not. Like, to me, um, Locke and then Jones out of the Giants – and um, and I know I'll probably get slapped in the face for this, but Allen with Buffalo, right? Those three guys kind of seem like the same thing coming out of college, but you can see how much different Buffalo with Allen, how my, how he developed, and how Jones worked his way in the system. And I just don't see that 
in Denver Dan, with Lamar. Dan, yeah, and Daniel Jones, Brian, is, is going to be is just fine. Yeah. With the Giants, like and he he almost no, just, like too. initially they to me they they were all, they all three seem like kind of mediocre I got quarterbacks, you. but, but those is, they all developed differently. Obviously, Josh Allen took it to a different level in in you know from what we saw in college. Well, I mean, where he's at in Buffalo. Yeah, and I he, mean they they went out and got him a Stephon Diggs, right? Well, and sure. so like that changed his whole whole game plan. Stephon Diggs, but didn't he lead the wide uh, receivers in receptions last year? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like. And so, so I think Daniel Jones will be just fine. They, they, the, the Giants just need to continue to build him the offensive line because they got him weapons. Right. Um, and, and so that's why I don't see him with the Giants. I know some people keep saying Giants, not Jets. The reason why I say the Jets is because the Jets don't have a veteran there. They don't have that right. presence. And because why we're not? looking at backups, not starters necessarily, going into next season. Right. Somewhere that Jimmy can be that veteran in the room. Exactly, and why well, I not? Think he could be a starter in Denver. He could, I mean, he could right. probably be a starter in Miami too. <laughs> I, so, I, and I actually think that Denver likes Drew Locke. I don't think that they're. I think that they like him, and they brought in Bridgewater to change up the 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 quarterback. You know, you know, same kind of sort of how New, the New Orleans Saints did with Breeze and and Locke. I think Bridgewater could be a, a perfect, nice little veteran presence for a Drew Lock. Kind of teach him some things on how to do certain things. Um, but I think that they're high on Drew Locke, guys. I really do. Unless, unless, unless Aaron Rodgers becomes available. Sure. I mean, everybody's going to throw all the plans <laughs> out the front door as soon as that happens. <laughs> right. Like, you get what I'm saying? So unless, unless he becomes available, I think they rock with Locke. I mean, why take on $25 million contract when you're paying Locke like $0 million? Because I don't think Locke gets them to the playoffs, even. But I think that they still, if they've built the team, they've got weapons, they got to run again, they still got a defense. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They kind of look like the 49ers. Right, but I feel like, I mean, I know they have some younger pieces. I feel like their defense is older than, like, like with, I don't know. Maybe it's just because Von Miller was so awesome so early in his career. It just feels like their, their defense feels old to me. I mean, Von. That's, just, that's without me going and looking at the numbers and figuring out their ages and all that kind of stuff. It just feels like they're an older team. Like they're at the end of their potential anything window. They're going to have to start rebuilding at some point in time. And I just don't think that Locke's the guy they should do that around. That's fair. Uh, uh, that's fair. But I, don't, I don't think it's Jimmy either, but that's fair. Because they already have, they already have a veteran in the room. So you mean to tell me Jimmy's better than than uh, Teddy Bridgewater? I think so. Yes. Yes. You, you really do? Yeah. Yeah. Really? As much as Seriously? much as Jimmy He's seems to be affected by his ankle, Jimmy had a 2018-2019 season that just looked phenomenal. But Bridgewater was solid until his injury, yo. Right, and that's what I was getting ready to say. Is as much as Jimmy's injury has seemed to have impacted his ability to run the ball or make throws, you know, that we think he should be making. All right. I think it's even worse for Bridgewater. I I, I don't. Did I you guys Bridgewater... know that Bridgewater has never thrown more than fifteen touchdowns in a single season? Style it's, it's systems, bro. Oh, okay. I mean, all right. Yeah. All right. I just. I mean, that's I... part of it. He played in Minnesota, then got beat out by uh, Kirk Cus- or whoever it was, and then and then he went to New Orleans, right? And now he's here. Like I, I just. 
Right. He is going to be your perpetual backup everywhere he goes. Yeah. It's unfortunate to those injuries, but I think he was going to be that dude. Well, I think, yeah, pre-injury, he was going to be that dude. I think he'd still be in Minnesota tearing it up if he didn't get injured. But I think that his recovery, like I think Jimmy recovered, but obviously two different injuries, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, two different injuries. Severity was just different, right? But I think that the recovery that you see from Jimmy, like Jimmy will be is better than Bridgewater because I don't feel like Bridgewater's taken that step to get healthy again. Realize that Jimmy went to the Super Bowl post injury. Wasn't Bridgewater had- like like stellar in Carolina though? Didn't he play well? No, I don't. No, I, I don't think he. Played I'd have to well. go look at the stats. Fifteen touchdowns was his career high in Carolina, guys. Again, style. <laughs> Football though, I mean, they they got all they did was throw the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, but that that like you're throwing the ball to him behind the line of scrimmage and one asking him to do silly things like they didn't have who was Carolina's wide receivers? Um, was the Calvin Benjamin like like they uh Devin Funches? Come on, guys, like come on, man, like they it's not like they had Greg Olson was injured the the majority of the time, like. Yeah. Where else has he had the opportunity to play he hasn't. a lot That's of right. reps? Well, he will now in Denver. So you think that he's going to beat lockout for the starting job? I absolutely do. Interesting. That's a good hot take. I just, he, just got, he just got injured. <laughs> right. I just I don't feel like – I don't see him as re- – when we do see him on the field, I don't see him anywhere near – as good as he was like you see hesitancy in Jimmy still, but not like, like to me, you don't even see him hesitancy in Bridgewater. He just doesn't produce. Mm. Okay. But that's just, I, my I, have go, I have to go back and watch, watch Bridgewater play. I, I just, I just feel like, uh, he was 15 and 11 touchdown interceptions with the Panthers. Okay. Before that with the Saints, that's, he was nine, good. nine and two, nine. Well, touchdowns. that's not bad. I mean, he had more touchdowns. Than interceptions, but it's bad. I mean, it's not. And then uh, the Saints in 2018, one one that was only a couple of plays in one game. Uh, Vikings, he didn't throw any touchdowns, but he has an intercept. That's weird. He's he's credited in 2017 for one interception. <laughs> it was one throw. It looks like because there's no yards or anything. It's zeros all the zero percent completion percentage with one interception. Anyway, uh, that was the Vikings in 2017. Uh, Vikings of 2015, 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions. And the Vikings of 2014, 14 interceptions. I mean, 14 touchdowns, uh, 12 interceptions. So I just I put that up there because that's that was my prediction when I made as soon as the schedule came out. That's my prediction right there. I, 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 go, like Charlie Lee. I, I like it. I like it. I'm sorry. Um, 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 Bridgewater was quarterback last season for the Panthers. All right, so yeah, he had some receivers. He did. 50, yeah, 15 and 11, 92. 92 yeah, Sean, you're right. He had Anderson, Curtis Samuel, and uh, more. You're right. Yep. My bad. I, I was just thinking prior. I forgot he was with the Saints. And he's been on – this is his fourth team. Like, he's been on a few teams. Like, right. So it's hard to keep up. And Christian McCaffrey was hurt last year. So when you take away the run game, it's different. So that, let's 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 not act silly like we don't understand football. Sure. Because when you can't run the ball, 
and you put the thing on your quarterback to throw, it's going to be hard. They stack the box and they force the quarterbacks to play differently. As Jimmy Garoppolo, he struggles with it. Like that's that's the thing. Which is if I'm a defense in 2021, I'm stacking the box game one. I'm putting nine people in the box. Hey, Jimmy. Like I'm taking away the run game. So I can't wait to see how we counter that. Because Jimmy's going to have to come out quick throws, quick alerts, quick do what he got to do, get that ball out quick to make that defense play honest because they know Jimmy Garoppolo. That's my only fear about Jimmy Garoppolo, that and him getting injured again. This is the only reason why I was big on moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo because I feel like defenses figured him out. Oh, the context that led us to talking about Teddy Bridgewater was the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo might be a good fit in uh, Denver. And so I feel like they like they have Drew Locke and they already have a veteran. So why bring in a $25 million veteran? And so, like, why bring in Jimmy when you have a Teddy Bridgewater? That that was how we got to Bridgewater. All right. Well, we made our claims here. Now, we talked about, uh, you know, the, the teams and which, which best fit him. Uh, and I, I think we did a good job here breaking this down, guys. And what this exercise shows you is it's not that easy to and move. Like, does Charlie right? Lee mean last year about the 49ers when the team started stacking the boxes? They actually started stacking the box in 2019. And they actually started forcing – they started taking away the run game and forcing Jimmy to beat them. And that's how we lost the Super Bowl. I'm just curious if he means – yeah, I don't know. Okay. Don't know. Uh, but we got a show to do in 14 minutes. So, yeah, I just explained why New England's not a fit, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, we will see what happens, guys. I want to thank you all for riding this thing out, man. Two hour show here. Wonderful breakdown. Uh, guys, it's not that easy to move Jimmy. It's not that easy. That salary restricts how many teams can get him, uh, especially if you have someone else in there that you hope can be the starter. Uh, it's going to make you even more gun shy. Uh, the Niners have to have a couple of things go their way if they plan on moving Jimmy Garoppolo this season. Uh, and when it all comes down to it, it looks like he's going to be here this year, at least for the first six weeks. So strap in, guys. Let's see how the uh, competition goes. I actually have a question to ask on the next show. I'm going to ask a question. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we will see you guys in, the, in about 10 to 15 minutes on the Midnight Madness show. Hope you guys can chime in there. We'll see you guys soon. Let's get out of here. Uh, prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We're out of here, guys. Peace. Mahalo.